This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Matt Lenehan Boxing Social in association with Forged Irish Stout, FreeBets.com, Empire Fight Store and Ready to Fight. We're here. Showtime, Sonny Edwards. It's been a while since we spoke. Watched your fight. You're back in the gym already. 2024, look, how are we feeling anyway? Any more sponsors or is that all? Look, I get told, you know, I've got to say, so I'm saying them, but no, no more for now. No more, oh, no, there might, there might be some that pop up. First five minute of the video, yeah, I know, but yeah, look, shout out to them. No, yeah, no, no, big up to all the sponsors. Um, yeah, uh, straight back in, first week back this week, I had a couple of weeks off Christmas and New Year. Um, yeah, like I said, in Saudi and since the fight, like straight back on it. Have you had time to sort of reflect, watch the fight back, see what happened in there, and you know, sort of anal- analyze you, you know the performance as a whole? Have you done any of that yet? Yeah, I feel like I was very conscious and aware of everything that was happening in the fight, all the way up to the uh, getting put down and my corner stopping the fight. I can remember it quite vividly. Um, that I said straight after the fight, my eye went in the second and it made a ch- very challenging fight. I don't want to say impossible, but that's what it felt like. Things I can normally see, slight, slight movements in the shoulder as they start throwing a punch, range. I just, I didn't have any of that. I had blurry vision in my left eye and, and that, that's what it was. And then I, I realised I had to fight to try and win because obviously I'm a competitor I'm a very ambitious person and I love fighting so once I was in that sort of predicament the game plan kind of went out the window and it was just you throw I throw and see what happens unfortunately I wasn't um, the man on the night but I'll come back again Absolutely and although in defeat we got to see I suppose aside to you we've not had to see because of how you fight and sort of with no disrespect to anyone you fought you've made a lot of your fights look very easy although they may not have been but in there you had to show a different side to yourself when the sort of the going gets tough and you're in there with a puncher and things go wrong up here that you will walk forward and just have it with anyone do you look back and just sort of take away a bit from that so you sort of you proved your toughness you've not really had to do that as much throughout your career if you know what I mean you showed a different side to yourself even in defeat yeah but that part of me I 
obviously, as you can imagine, I've always known I'm capable of. Just because I get in the ring and usually my opponent doesn't make me do anything that makes me come out of that sort of pattern or rhythm. Um, but at the same time, I think you can clearly see over my last few fights that I've probably not wanted to be all on the back foot when I'm fighting. I, c I know it sounds mad, I can do that against anyone. Like, and it makes a very boring fight and, and I can usually outscore pretty much anyone I'm in the ring with. I have been subconsciously, consciously trying to change that and alter that. Still with the same principles. I didn't get the show in my last fight, of course. But, you know, being in control of the, the feet, the rhythm, the, the distance and finding the, the gaps is like what I like doing but I'll be wrong, a fight like that is what I actually genuinely enjoy more. Like that's probably why people are surprised because they thought I didn't enjoy fighting when it couldn't be further from the truth. Like yeah. you're just using your smarts though normally, aren't you? Like because you, you could in there obviously you mentioned your eye went, so you had to sort of go blow for blow. Yeah, I feel like on the way up, especially as a flyweight I was having to do so much for so little, really. So I was having to make sure I was winning at all costs and not giving anyone a chance to beat me. I needed to be world champion. I needed to sort of push for the profile. I needed to be in for the big fights. But against Bam, that was, that was the big fight. Everyone was watching. It felt like the world of boxing stopped to watch that one. And, you know, yes, my eye went. It's not even that. I don't even want to make an excuse because who knows what would have happened he might have punched my head in even better like if I, my eye didn't go like, who knows but usually the only way I could ever describe it whether people believe me or not is up to them but whenever I'm in a ring even the hardest rings it's like I'm driving a car and I can see all the turnings as they come in and I can take them if I want to in that ring with the vision it was like I was driving at 100 miles an hour and everything was intense even the things that weren't intense and yeah to some part obviously you've got to give credit to Bam I feel like that could have happened in lesser quality uh, rings like lesser quality opposition and I probably still would have got through as a 12 round winner I genuinely believe that um, but he's definitely good enough where I definitely couldn't if that makes sense but I feel like on another day things could have went slightly more my way but that's me and my personal like it's not never to take any credit away because at the end of the day it was a punch that did it to my face but anyway but just I guess I feel a bit hard done by is that I've had 20 fights I've had or well, 21 now I've had countless rounds of sparring and, and I've been caught with much much bigger shots than the one that did That's the damage to me do you understand that, yeah. that and, and even after that he caught me with like another 300 punches probably loads more cleaner loads more accurate and it's not like every time he landed a lump was coming out of my face like yeah. it was that and then the cut, like clash of heads, it was only two things. Apart from that, it was a good fight. 100%, great fight, entertaining to watch. And even in defeat, I think we're sort of coming into that era of boxing now where fighters are taking more risk and your stock's still, still on the rise. For this year now, is it just about getting back? Is it about becoming two-time world champion? Is that what you're wanting right out of this year? Yeah, 100%. And I don't, I'm not going to take whole full responsibility for that, but I feel like fighters like myself inside the, the private conversations that are really just pushing for look I will fight anyone but just don't leave me high and dry if I do do you know what I mean if once, once that method of application of business is applied not here's a contract for the next three years minimum purses so anyone slightly better than a dead body of a pulse on the ground is going to have to be more money than that do you know what I mean like, that's what the business was for a while and it's no longer so now you're going to see the changes because the, the if the fighters aren't all going to be in contracts, well, I can fight anyone and I get this much. So if you want me to fight a slightly up, oh, I need more money. Like, But now it's 
real fights only, the people that are actually taking the fights, even if they're two fighters that no one really knows about, if it's a proper fight, put them in and put them on TV. And then that fighter, them fighters that will actually take fights, will then spin off and make loads of other storylines, because as long as they want to box, they'll take fights. Like when you're turning pro and you've got a manager looking after you and then you've got the promoter wanting you as their fighter, they're giving you an exclusive three-year deal, might be 12 fights or 14 fights in that first three years, they'll write out minimum purses. This was before, like, so as a fighter, okay, I beat him, um, okay, offer me five opponents, so I'm going to pick the easiest one. Like, Okay, no, we want you to fight him. Well, if you want me to fight him, I want double the money because he's double the opponent of that last one you gave me. Do you know what I mean? So they're kind of was shooting themselves in the foot and making divas of fighters. Where if you literally prioritise the fighters that are exciting, will sell a fight, will take a fight, win, lose or draw, give them another. If they lose, slip them down option. There's always someone below. There's always someone above in boxing. Pay them what they're worth, basically, for that opponent. Yeah, but it's more like... But this whole worth People get... Uh, uh, a skewed version of worth because I don't know one fight they got overpaid or for a couple of months promoters were chucking more money at certain things and then you see for the rest of that fighter's career no one can ever compare with the deal they got at that point so no fights ever happen unless it's all in their favour I think if you start everyone you want to be on TV have a proper on paper looking fight whether you're an 0-0 prospect and fighting someone that's like 2-0 and or 2-1 and or 1-0 and or like if you want to be on a TV slot a YouTube slot they're the fighters you got to have if you want you know to have the experience and you know to get the journeyman and coming over to have a move around do that on a small ball or do it on at 5 o'clock yeah. like when no one's watching yeah make sure the product every single time there's a fight night is people fighting for their life because you see the best fights and you don't just have a card of like three, four, five one-sided steamroll knockouts and it may be a good main event because the main event sold the whole card so the whole undercut but you're putting through people of like three, four hours of fights that don't really mean nothing but I do genuinely believe especially from where I'm sitting on the matchroom and the zone side it is really sort of the fighters that are prioritised and taking fights are the fighters that are getting celebrated and I can feel like I took the fight and lost and I've seemed to have more of a rally around me than I've ever had at any point of my career ever it's mad that, isn't it, the fact that you took a loss and now it's almost like, oh yeah, it's more more celebrated than maybe when you were a champion. But I suppose that comes with the promotion. It was a big fight. It was a huge fight. It was built for ages. You know, yourself and Bam. Bam's, you know, has been highly touted for what he did, rightly so as well. But you're at that point now where it will be, it's not a, not a big rebuild for you because you've proved you're at that level. It's just about getting back on the horse. In terms of your injury, how long does that set you back? When can you realistically look at stepping back in a ring? Um, so I haven't 100% got like a guaranteed answer but I think I'll be back in June and July um, obviously I suffered some damage uh, I was diagnosed with a fracture immediately after the fight in the, in the hospital out in America people want proof you know what I mean I'd, I'd rather them I'd rather them be asking for it you know what I mean um, do, do, do they need proof I mean you're rather look fucking bad enough like on a visual test Why? I don't know why who, who needs proof like fuck me like yeah, but apparently um, people lie about these things, so maybe it's a conspiracy theory. Maybe, I'd, maybe my eye didn't go. Right, I want to talk to you about something else. Um, Twitter. Since the loss, you've sort of been like, you know what? It's all your guys' time to shine now. I've been giving it out for years. Come at me. Even change your name to Sunny Twenty and One. But this Anthony Fowler thing. Where the hell has this come from? It just seemed to pop out of nowhere. Was this off the back of the O'Hara defeat, where all this back and forth started, and since then he's blocked you? Where, where has this been? Because it, it, it went from zero to a hundred. 
in the space of you know a day like very quickly do you know what i could really start this story from ages ago and i actually don't care that much about fowler to completely humiliate him and completely ruin his life because i could repeat stories that he told me out of his own mouth that would bury him Seriously, and a lot of people know me. Not people. A lot of people know my character. Know that I don't lie about things. Not in public. And there would also be many other members on GB that probably heard the same story, if not very similar, from him. I was a 19, 20 year old kid, and it, it it blew my mind. And I never liked him from then. He was always my brother's mate, and I never liked him from a private conversation in, in a boxing room, changing room, and the shit that he was talking about. That was what I never liked him from. Since then, over the years, there's been stories that I could go into of. Um, Fowler leaving my brother. So imagine when you sort out free tickets. Outside, outside the Echo. It weren't the Echo actually, it was Manchester Arena. I got the confirmation of my brother, yeah. Tom Stalker fought that night, yeah. My brother travelled to Manchester with his missus at the time to watch a fight. They'd organised, when you get promote a free complimentary yeah, ticket, yeah. Charlie and his missus and Fowler and his missus or whoever, yeah, was all together sat next to each other. Fowler got there half an hour earlier, yeah, saw that there was four tickets, took two of them out and sold them for half price to his mate outside and then left my brother when he's ringing 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 no answer no answer outside 45 minutes until i'm sure it was a queensbury show and they sorted him out once they realized it was out there sorted him out sorting the tickets then fowler's going oh let's go to a club anyway there's loads of reasons why i don't really like him because i don't think he's a good person but i've always been civil with him because i don't start problems for no reason that aren't actual real problems um I gave him a bit of banter last year when he was absolutely slaughtering Tommy Fury, calling him terrible, saying he should be knocking out Jake Paul, saying his shit, really only because of the jealousy that Tommy Fury in that one night made more money than uh, 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 Andy Fowler's ever made from boxing and selling CBD combined. So he was just, you know, probably drunk, writing negative shit. And I made a jokey comment of someone that, okay, I don't like him as a person, I think he's a scumbag person, genuinely, yeah. But I have no issue with he's just yeah, someone he's not, you understand not, yeah. so I made a little joke oh, have you not taken your bedtime CBD gummy bear you know what I mean basically on the Snickers oh you haven't yeah, eaten yeah, it yeah. like yeah. to which he started like going off on one he was he was drunk um, his boxing career had come to a finish but he hadn't announced his uh, retirement at this point he was drunk saying stuff along the lines of oh haven't you you've always got something to say you did it I'll see you when I see you all going off on one to which I terrorised him then anyway fast forward from that I'll see you when I see you he tried DMing me saying go on lad you delete the tweets and we'll be alright I laughed at my phone locked my phone never deleted the tweets fast forward 3-4 months I'm commentating this is our different realities I'm commentating Joe Cordina I'm commentating my first world title fight in Cardiff I'm a world champion then former world champion but at the time I was world champion people treated me nicely with respect I don't spread negativity around me so when I go usually people uh, they receive me quite well yeah um Anyway, so I finally bumped into Fowler after this spat before in the after party. Where I was up the after party and Fowler couldn't get in for whatever reason. He was downstairs on the ground floor, yeah? Truth be told, I had just found out I was fighting this night, yeah? So I was sober as a judge and the people I was with were sober. But this time I'm on my own and they're outside, yeah? I see Fowler out of his face, like stood there like this. Like this, with his two mates at the bar because I recognised one of them. Didn't realise the other one was his brother. I walked straight up to him. First time I seen him, straight up to him, stood right in front of him. Like, yes, foul lad, what you're saying? You said you was going to see me when you was going to see me. He looked, he wouldn't look at me at first, like there was a smell in the room, yeah? And then he went, don't chat to me, lad, don't chat to me, lad. Let's get outside. To which I went, come, let's go. Turned straight away, yeah? He half tried pushing me in the back, but I was already walking, he didn't. 
barely touching my back. By the time I got to the door, there was four lads. There was, for context, there were four Somali lads. I'm quite well known in the Somali community. I've got a lot of Somali friends and it's quite a small community nationally. So these four lads jumped up. They were on a picture of me. They know my friends. They were showing me love. Right as we was walking out to have this discussion, yeah, as I'm trying to stop the conversation, like it's only just started, I hear a whisper from the side of mine, we'll leave it, yeah, lad, have a good night, and shot back in. So what did I do? Stop the conversation, went straight back, Fowler's now got his back to me, yeah, and this is all of my kid's life, may I say. I've walked straight up to him, I've slapped him in the back, and gave myself some space, because I thought, hey, he's a bit big, you know what I mean? Slapped him in the back, as I'm walking away, come. Now, to one part that is true about his story, at this point, one of my friends I was with, had clocked onto me going there, there and, and didn't know what was going on. I didn't think there was no drama. Walked over going, yo, what's up? To which I've just walked straight past him and he's free of following me. So he's joined in the follow. Now I went straight into Fowler and I've just started giving it to him. I've started cussing him and then his brother has tried coming around on a sly one to me on which he did bump into my six foot nine friend, the one he described, who made him shit himself. Then he saw Lyndon sat next to him and they double shit himself going, oh, you're with these as well, aren't you? All of a sudden, Fowler's face dropped when he realised what time it was, yeah? It weren't no bully boy time. All of a sudden it went, and I quote, do you know what it is? I'm sorry, lad. I overreacted. I hadn't slept in days. My baby was giving me, uh, uh, weren't sleeping properly. And my missus was giving me a headache. Lad, I'm dead proud of you. Look how far you've come. I've known your brother since you was coming up. I've seen you come up, lad, lad, lad. And then, after all him sucking my ass, yeah? Suck it. Bear in mind, I'm sober as a judge. And this is on my two kids, yeah? May they drop wherever they are right now. He then goes to me, but lad, like, okay, my boxing career hasn't turned out the way I wanted it to, but I'm a millionaire in my own right selling CBD. I don't even think he made it to the CBD, but I knew what it was uh, 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 thinking, to which I paused him and I went, see, and that's why me and you will never be friends. The only thing you care about is money. You're a greedy man. The only thing you care about is the fact that I made a comment about your business. That's it. Nothing like... The only thing you care about is your money being affected. Because let's, let's face the reality, yeah? CBD, of course it works. Every human body... And when I say, of course, it works, I'm putting in, like, brackets, because it works a little bit, yeah. yeah? Depending on product and whatever it is, yeah. Firstly, but every single human body, before their respiratory system is fully formed, their, endo their, sorry, their endocannabinoid system is fully formed. So that means the human body in fetal state can absorb CBD, THC, any endocannabinoid, yeah, through the system. So it's, our body's made to accept it. So when you have someone that's never sort of smoked or touched any of this side of things, and they have like a little bit of very weak, very low, low quality CBD, they'll see some of the benefits that people that do it in uh, moderation will find. Because there is, you know, there's, uh, uh, there is a list. Go on, just go look at Andy Fowler's uh, CBD page, and you can see the list of benefits. But, of course it works, a little bit. But then when you're getting wholesale, the cheapest, 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 selling it for the cheapest, 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 realising it's easier and cheaper to follow 50,000 people on Twitter and give away loads and loads and loads because that's cheaper advertising than paying someone like me or paying a, an actual like influencer of this sort of shit to actually uh, uh, brand it because it will cost more. They'll just interact with people and make out virtue signal like they're doing good when really they're making profit margins and just skimming a little bit giving a free out as advertising do you understand and that's why they've got people on commission like Paul Mercer no issue with these Gary Cotton no issue with them but they're just on commission they post it out they sell it they get 40% of what the sale was because there's that much margins on it that they can make all of that yeah. he's saying he don't make barely any money but in the same time saying oh this is my old car that I'm getting rid of and this is my new car you know Forbes, I mean? Forbes list he was in Forbes on it as well apparently Come on, it don't take much to look into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
is it going to take up to squash this beef? If you see him, are you going to approach this with him and go, look, what's, what's crack? Why, or have you just like, well, I've done that already kind of thing. How does this sort of come to an end? Because I know he's blocked you, but seemingly this is something that's... You're going to be in the same circles. He still goes to boxing events. Yeah, but, but no, he doesn't really. But what you've got to remember is, yeah, what you've got to remember is, after he apologised the last time, and I swear I did not apologise back, yeah, because I was having a laugh. That first tweet that spiralled, yeah. yeah, I was literally having a laugh. Like, like, it weren't that serious. I was like, fucking hell, leave Tommy Fury alone. He's only a fucking been boxing a couple of years, but... Go back and look at it. The slant, like, hounding him. Anyway. But when I said, oh, you said you will see me when you'll see me. Here's me seeing you. And you ended that with an apology. Well, the next time, it will be the same. I'll come and see what you see. Like, because I know Fowler, like, and the people around him from outside. And Fowler's never been that sort of guy. He's a bully. He likes to make everyone think that he's something. But the moment that he gets his trainer stepped on, yeah, his ass falls out, unfortunately. That is Fowler. So there's, I told him then, there's not one part of me that's inch scared of him. Not one. That's why I will say what the fuck I like. You block me, I'll keep terrorising you. Because you do it. And like I said, you apologised the last time. And I was like, that's cool. You got to buy from me. He was safe. I never publicly said nothing about him. I still thought he was a bit of a dickhead. Not more than a bit of a dickhead. I still thought he was a muppet, to be honest. But, like, he was out of boxing. He'd retired. Sad story. And he's doing all right. Scam people with CBD. So, like, to me, it was, he's nothing. But then, okay, I go and challenge on, uh, for a uh, unified world title and he's tweeting and deleting tweets tweeting and deleting tweets like people aren't going to screenshot and send them to me like I'm not going to see him yeah. you know what I mean but he, he'd have like a little buzz when he's pissed and then delete it in the morning but then I just let him and I put a tweet out saying oh there's a few of you that are going right now I'm going to let you have to the end of the year in 2024 I'm coming back and this year's going to be mine I'm going to terrorise everyone because I don't actually care I don't give a fuck I will terrorise whoever wants and I'll come back to the scene and walk around like I never said anything and if anyone wants to go there, we'll start from there. I do not, I, I, one part of me is not scared of foul. And he knows that because he saw the whole thing last time. So I don't know why. Okay, yeah, I waited for him after he said about me quitting or whatever. Like, if he wants to call me a quitter, like, I don't actually care. But it's, do you not learn from your mistakes? But he did delete that tweet as well. And then even put like another tweet out the next day, like explaining what he really, really, really meant. Like, oh no, I don't mean, he was like, like just on eggshells, but when obviously then O'Hara goes in, challenges for a version of the world title, a level that of boxing that Fowler never got to. He thought he was in his GB tracksuit for so long that he was so special because people told him, gave him like £1,500 a month sponsor, uh, tax-free sponsor, like he thought he was so special because he had physios and three different, four different pad man and like England tracksuit, GB tracksuit to death, that when he had to turn pro and improve it as a pro and didn't prove it, he didn't understand why the world fell away from him so quickly. And the simple fact is, he wasn't nowhere near as good as he ever thought or got told he was. He was a three-round fighter, and that's it. When he turned into the big boy fighting, mm-hmm. we all saw what happened. He didn't beat... He, his best win is a two-times retired and back Brian Rose over points, and he lost three rounds. Brian Rose was about 36, 37, 38 years old and had been retired and hadn't had a proper win Brian Rose for a few years. That's Anthony Fowler's peak. So... Yeah, I don't even want to keep speaking and, and going over it, but no, no. it's just the cheek of it that he puts a video like half explaining the truth. I never apologised, I said I reacted. No, 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 no. It started off as let's get outside. Then you saw that there's people out there that fought with me. You went back in, I come and got you again. And it wasn't even them. Then he bumped into who I was there with. And then he really shit himself. Like, but then when there was him, his brother and his mate that I was very familiar with. No, no, oh, I didn't know his brother, but I walked straight up to them yeah. on my own multiple times. But then he'll go out and put a video on. But the only thing he cares about is his business. But I might launch a company called Cheaper Than Fowlers. 
and just get the exact same wholesale CBD as him because you can tell by the packaging, yeah? Cheaper And just sell it for cheaper and, 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 and just not make a profit. Because there's that much profit in CBD, yeah? Legalised drug dealers. There's that much profit in it that... Is it, is it not? Is it for regarding this business? Putting that to one side, obviously, everyone after boxing or well, the brim boxing, they all try and make money because you've got an afterlife after boxing, regardless. So everyone always wants like the passive income, profits, whatever you do. Is it more him as the person that, that irks you rather than the fact he's gone and done a business? No, but I know the story of the business. I know who brought him on board of it, how he took it over, who he fell out with. Like I actually know a lot more about a lot than he actually knows. So I actually know like when things started changing, what the ethos of the business was before, what the ethos became at certain points when it all of a sudden started getting bigger and become... I remember at one point, Supreme CBD posted Anthony Fowler just being an ambassador. I can remember that. And then at some point, it, it company houses all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So I, it's his... You know what it is? It's more like who he stands for as a person. Because all he cares about is money, I'll tell you that now. And I don't, I don't really like people like that in... in, in in life I feel like once you just worship the money god and you'll put all your morals and everything like I could tell you some raw raw stories about him and why he doesn't speak to his famous family members I could tell you what he was trying to do and get away with and why certain famous family members don't speak to him do you understand like I know way more than he thinks I do when he's running off his mouth but yeah you little rat I'll see you when I see you well last time you saw me you shit yourself and you didn't see me you saw me when I got to you I went straight up to him on my and he still tried to avoid it at first. It gets me mad. Is there a particular name? Because you've been, you've been very adamant about you, you've wanted to fight for years, and for many a year, you know yourself, and everyone always used to say, look, nobody really wants to fight Sonny kind of thing, but you wanted to fight Bam, you got Bam. Is there a particular name you want to get in with now, one that sort of goes, you know what, I can get my teeth into that, or is it anyone with a belt? What is it for you now? Yeah, Anthony Fowler. <laughs> Seriously, sir. Seriously, sir. Um, genuinely, like, who would you get in the ring with? We could get a catch weight if he come out of retirement. I see he's losing weight. You know what I mean, I heard CBD gummy bears are great for weight loss, um, reducing anxiety. Um, you know what I mean? And if you take them two hours before bed, you're less likely to wake up to some replies to me in the morning. All right, fair enough, then. Um, Sonny, look, always a pleasure catching up with you. Um, Looking forward to seeing you get back. Um, obviously, tough defeat to take, but you're back in the gym already, and we look forward to what's going to be a, a good year for you. So, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, thanks for your time. And for me, I don't know. I don't know how other boxers experience sort of this range of emotions I'm meant to be feeling, but from where I see things, you seem pretty cool. Like, I know what I know what a boxing ring is. I've spent my whole life there. I know what the other side it can look like. I know what the flip side is. I've still got a lot of confidence in myself and my ability. I've always said, I'm a great fighter. It's going to take a great fighter to beat me. And that's what it did. The, the, the card kind of shuffled in his favour, I think, for me. But yeah, it took a great fighter to beat me and he is one. So um, being part of an event and being a big part of an event, the main part of an event, that in America, you know, near 5,000 people are gathering to watch two flyweights box in two like kind of an Who'd have spot. It. yeah but like and the money that was on the line and the, the promotion and yeah like the moment like I've been chasing moments like that my whole life and I'll continue to do so like whether my record is 40 and 1 or 30 10 and 2 all I want to be in is big events and all I want to do is be in big fights that I genuinely care about and you ask me next well who do you want to fight 
Anyone that's a hard fight, I don't want to go, oh, okay, I'll have just a couple of easy and get some confidence. Like, I don't really care about that. When I'm physically able to do so, I'll push my body and my ability to the max I possibly can. Um, I don't think I got to show my best on my last one. Um, but it is what it is. I, I'm the loser and I can be a good loser. People forget that. Okay, I talk always a lot before the fight, but every single time I've beaten someone, I've been a good winner. I've been a gracious winner. I've never rubbed it in their face. I've never, like, carried on the terror. And I go back and look and find one. Even when I've had real bad build-ups, I've still shook in the hand. And, you know what I mean? I can be a, a gracious winner. I can be a gracious loser. I know what boxing is. I respect it dearly. I've given my whole life, pretty much, from nine years old to it. I've been there witness to people, you know, pretty much losing their lives in the ring never being the same in the ring, getting knocked out and never wanting to return to the ring. Like, I've seen it all firsthand, so it's not like I've ever been alien that I'm, oh, I'm just this special, like I get in the ring and it can never happen to me. I always respect my opponents, I always respect the sport that I'm in. That's probably why I've got so far, because I genuinely do respect it. I don't... It's probably why you're dealing with, it's probably why you've dealt with defeat in the manner that you have and wanting to get straight back on. Yeah, for real. And if it weren't for this, putting me out for four months, like I literally, I'm not, I'm suspended for four months because of the injury. Yeah. I, 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 didn't know, I didn't know you could get 120 days from yeah. a boxing ring. I didn't know that was possible, but apparently you can, and I've got it. Um, so like I said, I physically can't box right now, and, I, and I'm still here because the reality is, yeah, okay, I've got my family, I love them dearly. Okay, I've got my partner, I've got my friends and things I do, but boxing's all I do, you know? Boxing is all the conversations I have. Like I've spent the last first week and a half of uh, January, my new year, making fights for fighters I manage or, or helping out fighters I'm involved with. or like, It's been pretty much non-stop, pretty much a phone call every single day, speaking to him, speaking to him, speaking to him, speaking to fighters. With. So like, even though oh, I can just not even distract myself, I don't really need to. Like, I've made a commitment to boxing and I'm going to be here until the end. I've made that commitment a long time ago because there's nowhere else I could start thinking about something and then pick up the 19 years of experience that I've got to get to this space from 9 years old to 28 and pick it up in any other industry. So I'll always be here adding value, I'll always be here working, uh, turning out fighters, managing fighters, getting them opportunities, training fighters. who knows, promoting in the future, commentating already. Um, well, yeah, I think that's probably definitely in your future from what everyone's saying. Yeah, well, like, but I, all I care about is being involved in boxing, and that's why when you actually realise my relationships in boxing, I might seem like this mad, volatile, fly-off-the-hinge-all-the-time the sort of character, but when the reality couldn't really be further from the truth. Just picking this back up with your Showtime Sonny Edwards, my cards had an absolute mare there. Um, you were just talking about, obviously boxing and what you've got in life and saying look all this experience I've got um, very calculated um, but you're not just some mad volatile character who you know goes off on one kind of thing everything's done for a reason so sort of pick up on where you were sort of going off with that yeah like people give you reasons and people make themselves targets even when you don't even look for them um, people will dig at you people will give you reasons privately away from it in, in far away conversations um, for why I as sometimes go off the way I do and I mean, it's, it's me getting something off my chest but at the same time it's entertaining it's, it's getting people to speak about and if people give me a reason I don't like I don't live in this world where like I'm scared to speak my mind uh, if anything very much the opposite I know how not to get sued 
if That's you look good. at <laughs> if you look at if you look at how I word things, it'd like it'd be very hard to ever sue me, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you actually look at how I word things and when I word things and to what I have replied to when I retweet stuff, how I paint and everything, like it's probably why I haven't, to be honest, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But because it would be very hard, like because you've got to actually say that something has happened or someone has done something. Yeah. You know? Do you think people need to learn the lesson to sort of not play the game with you on social media? I think a lot of people have. Because I, I, for the life of me, like, we've had this conversation with other people before, when I see some comments, I just think, <laughs> it's only going to go one way, this, and it's, and it's always going your you know way. You know what? Because deep down, yeah, like, there's a, couple of, there's a couple of parts of it. One, yeah, there's nothing anyone can ever say that actually hurt my feelings. Like, that's one big part of it. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, no one can actually say anything to hurt my feelings. So, I like back and forth. I think it's like fun. It's like sparring. It's like wit sparring. It's like you try to say something bad about me, I try to say something bad about you. So, like, the, like if, if they get me, I like it because it so rarely happens. You know what I mean? So, it's never personal for me. But what happens in this life is people are very, 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 very fragile egos. And they don't like people talking about them. They want to control the narrative. They want people to think they're nice people because deep down they're really not. I know at human surface level, I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. I know that at human surface level. Whatever anyone might think about my character or my personality or what I do with my day or how I speak or how I argue people on Twitter sometimes. Like, however they actually feel, I know deep down I'm a good person. I've got a lifetime of things I could. So... I don't know, I don't care about external feedback and validation. Like, I don't need extrinsically people telling me how good I am or special I am for me yeah. to believe I am. So, because I don't live with that mindset. Also, flattery kind of makes me feel weird. You know, people like most places are going, oh, yes, champ, can I have a picture? Oh, can I introduce my son? Oh, no. can my girlfriend have a picture? Like, Is that because you see yourself, you just everyday kind of guy, though? No, because outside of being able to box a little better than most people, like, I'm very, very regular. I'm, I'm the, the, the same as everyone else. We've got two arms, two legs. Like, and it's not me just saying it to all stay humble. No, like, that is the reality. Okay, I make decent money. Like, everyone. Like, that gets to my level of boxing and I make the decent money and, and it will hopefully go on so I can provide and, and build up my own have my own independence outside of etc 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 but like I don't think it makes me feel any special any part of it because you know the people you see up on the way out you see straight back down on the way down and I've seen people like I could genuinely live a life and be on basic and go back to no one calling me and asking me for a favour, not have like, you know, your family sort of like pressures and all things like. I could happen to go back to that and have a very happily ever after, I think. So, like, I'm not superficial, I just like enjoying life. I like, I like, yeah, enjoying my version of experience. And yeah, sometimes I'll just be spouting and verbal sparring with the right target though it's never just all over the place it's never picking up on no one that didn't deserve it it might not always be completely transparent or apparent as to why I'm hounding someone but but you always have a reason if it is always have a deep reason that the person that I'm usually hounding wouldn't even want me to really speak about do you know what I mean it's usually like that like if I actually sit here I just drop on a couple of things if I really go through like the timeline of everything that was specifically said and everything like about Fowler people just like wow do you know what I mean? But because I channel that into, okay, when he's being a, a public dick, like, calling him out for it, 
hounding O'Hara. The only reason he don't like O'Hara, yeah, is because O'Hara ignorantly went arguing with um, who? Is this the Tommy Coyle? Coyle. This is the Liverpool He's not even from Liverpool, yeah? Mm. And I know O'Hara from a young, young age, yeah? Like, stuff like... I want to say, like, politics and, you know, general what's going on about, like, years ago yeah. football disasters. Like, I promise you that I'd be completely shocked if he had any idea... But at the time, Fowler was trying to build up some support in Liverpool. So the fact that he could jump on it and blow it out the water and like really like spend like a hate campaign, he was only doing it because no one in his city likes him. Facts. You know how many messages and phone calls I've had from people that used to be mates with him or been in gyms with him and like telling me exactly more and more the shit I didn't even know about. Yeah, he's not liked. I was ringside when he boxed Scott Fitzgerald and he was getting booed by a lad from Preston, whoever he's from. In, in his home city you know what I mean I was there ringside go back and watch the fight yeah when he gets put down there's one person in ringside that jumps up and it's me celebrating Fitzgerald you know what I mean and that's facts um well like I said he picked his he's picked many a reason why like it spills out like this but if people wanna be out like that like how, how can you be Slaughtering people all the time, slaughtering Tommy Fury, slaughtering me, slaughtering O'Hara, and then the moment someone says anything to you, it's all like, "Oh, watch when I see you, lad." Then, but the last time you apologised, that blows my head. And then putting like head gone, fucking in a video in in his car, like talking for three minutes, just lying. Yeah. Going, oh, even Lyndon said he was embarrassed. No, 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 no. Lyndon stood up and you not shit it. That's what happened when Matt Lyndon was embarrassed. Lyndon's my boy. I've been back from Saudi from speaking on the phone when we were watching your video. Like, you fool, he thinks he can just lie publicly and, like, oh, everyone's going to believe him. And all I'm saying is, yeah, until he started selling CBD, he didn't follow 50,000 people on Twitter. Yeah. So this person that's so nice, don't make no money, but then posting about his cars and that. Like, people need to see through it. People really need to see through it. It's actually kind of like... And for me, like, I don't want to talk down on no one, but a lot of his client base will be people that are suffering with low, like, confidence and low... Uh, 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 low self-esteem. And he's targeting their their naivety to chuck something at him and get them hooked on like, oh yeah, he's following me and he's chatting to me and he cares about it and he's got people running his account. Do you know what I mean? It's just pathetic. It's all it is a money-making scam. And for me, I hate I hate people that take into the evil of money. Like genuinely, I don't. That's why I don't really sell anything. That's why I don't promote nothing. Like why I don't really push nothing because the things that make the most money in this world are people uh, working on people's problems and their vices you know what i mean and convincing people that there's a little bit of cbd yes every single person should have something in their endocannabinoid system in a month that's fact that's science yeah okay we live in a world where we're not encouraged or, or educated that way but of course it's going to work a little bit but not the shit that he's selling you know what i mean and, that, and it's just like you're dealing with people that want to believe in it so they'll convince themselves because you'll still chat with them that it is working when the reality is they're just wasting money on buying his new car and his new house. And I'm sure his missus sells, like, skincare products and, and, and weight loss regimes that don't work. You know, you know like, you, you, you'll cover yourself with this mental health, I'm doing this for the good of people. But the reality is, it's just, I'm a greedy scumbag that cares about only one thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't like. You know? Oh, but yeah, it's, it's a good business person, I guess. Forbes. Have you got... Before we sign this off, have you got a message to your supporters, the genuine ones who've always been supporting you, um, supported you out there, you know, to be fight with Bam? You got a message for them as you head into this new year? Yeah, for the supporters and the haters and the neutrals alike, 
I'm gonna be here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna still be here in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. At some point, it won't always be fighting, but it probably will be for a good while. Another, I'd say another 10, I reckon. Another 10 years? Yeah, I'd say. Maybe have a little little break, a little, a little six month, nine month, maybe a year hiatus at some point. But yeah, yeah. I'd say another 10. It'd, it'll be hard for me. Because I was about to say, you're going to find this tough to walk off. Seriously, because I just, you know, in some ways, especially the last three rounds, got my arse handed to me um, by the best in the division, who hit me very hard, damaged up my face, and I'm in the hallway, walking away from the ring. I'm just getting beat, and I'm in the hallway, stopping by my promoter, thinking about what I'm fighting next. Like, I have issues, you know what I mean? I think there's a few of you like that. Yeah, I have issues like that, and, and I can usually see us. There's the people... There's the fighters that fight for fortune. There's the even more fighters that fight for the fame and the people rolling out the carpet. And that's the champions of boxing. Post on Instagram, look at my muscles. Hi, girls, look, I'm a boxer. There's them as well. But then there's some people that fight for legacy. And then there's people that fight because they're addicted. And if they weren't fighting and had something to focus on in a boxing ring, they'd probably find other parts in their world to... um, have that same sort of violence. And I feel like I, I need, need, need boxing. I can't do anything else. I can't go anywhere else. So my message will be, um, I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope that the people that are supporting me didn't feel too disheartened by backing me and it not being the right uh, right uh, decision for that last fight. And, I'm, and, I, and I genuinely hope more than anything that the people that have been waiting for me to years, and there's been a few, waiting for me to lose for a few years because I mean I've been ruffling feathers since I was fresh out of the box in a professional game probably before I even landed because I was like getting involved in my brother's arguments when he was fighting at Louis Norman and stuff so there's been a few people that's probably been waiting the best part of seven eight years for this moment and I genuinely hope they enjoyed and saved every little bit of it because that's what boxing's about it's about me doing a whole load of stuff that makes you the consumer feel something that you want to watch it again and do it again the next time they put another rent up or and unfortunately it's always been very very hard as a flyweight to have many people that other people care about on the way through it's not like i could beat like a british level fighter that everyone had heard of and had been there and passed it you know like a brand rose like it's not like i had you don't they don't exist at flyweight you know what i mean yeah. but now you have someone like me that even if i'm not the best that i think i am yeah for the next however long I want to keep boxing, if any flyweight in the world boxes me and beats me, that'll probably be one of the biggest name flyweights in the world mm-hmm. after just beating me. You know what I mean? So I think I've got a good bit of graft for the next 10 years. And yeah, well, Andrew? Well, I think it's fair to say um, it's been a good ride so far. And um, if it is another 10 years, it's going to be, a, it's going to be an incredible, incredible 10 years, um, whether you're in the ring, out the ring, promoting, doing what you're doing. Um, I appreciate you giving us so much time today because I know you've just popped in to do sort of a, a, a session but um, thanks for talking to Boxing Social and hopefully we can catch up soon ideally when you get a fight announced and something happens No, you're nothing for them Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a Laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire Huh? Ah, oh, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch- 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 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.